0: Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, featuring Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while building a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, and that is the business building community for coaches and consultants who want to build a purposeful, profitable, and scalable business. And yes, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Joining me today is one of my favorite guests. They're all my favorite, but this one is even more favorite, Pat Masu, and she is an award-winning business coach. She is an acclaimed international speaker. She has transformed her life and her business at the Age of 57, and then again at the age of 68. And you know what she attributes a lot of her success to following her core values. The first of which is faith. Now, Pat works with entrepreneurs around the world. She shares her expertise in the areas of mindset, in marketing, and of course, in money. And she attracts faith based entrepreneurs because that's how she's perceived and received in the world of business. Now, on today's show, Pat's going to share how to identify your core values and make decisions based on them, having a clear vision for your business and your life. And from the vision, create a plan. And and goals and communicate that regularly with your team. So important. Welcome to the show, Pat. Anne-Marie, I, I don't know where I'd rather be or with whom. So thank you. We've known each other for years and uh, you've been on other podcasts that that we host and produce for the Podcast Network. And it's interesting, isn't it, that as we get to know one another, and this is online, then we realise, oh, we're actually Christians as well. We have the same faith. And uh, wow, you need to get back on this podcast. Share a little bit about the transitions, as I mentioned in the introduction, you know, at the age of 57 and then again at the age of 68, you went uh, through some life changes, some transitions transformations. What I love about this is that it doesn't matter what age you are, there is always possibility and opportunity. So share a little bit more about your journey.
1: Well, I will tell you, I I do, I have the intention of being the poster child out there, not only for transformation, but around the belief that all things are possible. All things are possible with him. And so for me, I am not a woman of worry, anxiety, concern, because I do have faith and I do believe and I trust. And so, you know, I'm a pretty smart woman and I've got some strong mindset skills. So I always believe that, first of all, it's important to have a clear vision. As I said to somebody earlier today, when you don't have a compelling, emotional, clear vision, pulling you and inspiring you forward. The tendency is to go back. And so I've always been in the habit of creating the picture, the dream. What do I want? How do I want to live? How do I want to feel? And that pulls me forward. And again, without fear and strong belief that it's all possible, then why not? So yeah, yeah, I made major changes after leaving my 22 year marriage at uh, 55 and I just walked out the door, moved across the country and I knew I had a dream and I had skills and I started over and then poof, at 68, I came back
0: <laughs> Yeah, and started over. Yeah. You know what I love about what you've just said? And it's a reminder for all of us. And often what I find, and this is from my own observation of my own life too, having experienced it often, what what the enemy will do is he'll try and distract us. And then what happens when we're distracted, we start doing all the things, trying all of the things that it ends up becoming more overwhelming. Then, of course, that can lead to disappointment and our disappointment leads to doubt. And when we know, when we have doubt and unbelief, that is when we really can get taken out. So I love that you said the importance of vision, the importance of vision, because I can backtrack to a significant um, turning point in my life was a vision and saying, All right, Lord, I've done it my tried to do it my way. Um, <laughs> you know, hasn't worked. I well, surrender. <laughs> That's right. Uh, You know, you you take over, take the wheel because um, uh, my driving skills aren't so good. And it's been that vision that has really, like you said, driven me forward, even in amongst things that didn't work. Well, that didn't work. I know where I'm heading. I'm just going to try a different way. Is that something that you have found too? When you set your vision, whilst there are obstacles, we're not saying that there's no obstacles but that vision drives you forward. You just plot a different way to get there, try different things. Was that the same for you?
1: Oh my goodness, my friend. I listen, I have taught visioning, vision, casting vision boards for probably 30, 40 years now. And so Mm -hmm. I had developed the habit and the practice twice a Mm -hmm. year to redo my vision board, to really be thinking about my life balance wheel And as I looked at every segment in life, I would choose three that I wanted to work on, where I wanted to improve, where I wanted to grow, where I wanted to go. And so that has been a practice. I strongly believe in that. Without a vision, we perish. And so I choose not to perish. And so I've had that now uh, since the times have changed in this past year, 14 months, 16 months, I adjusted my practice. So in fact... I'll just switch over here. You can see the pink on the board on the wall. So now I do my vision board for a month because six months, like really, who knows these days and where I sit and where I position myself right now. And and I believe this is where our conversation started around this podcast. When I said to you where I sit and where I had sat in quarantine for a year here in Canada by myself living alone, I face a church out across the trees. And there are days where I've come in and I look over at that church and I start my day and I started in gratitude and say, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for technology. Thank you for my clear vision. And then there are days where I've come in and I said, like you, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) Take, Take the wheel because my plan's not working. My goals aren't coming together. The strategy I had laid out is like pfft,
0: irrelevant right now. So Jesus, take the wheel. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. You know what I love about that? It's such, such a great reminder because another thing that I find often will happen is wheels will believe or or think that we're the only ones that are experiencing this. And there can be some real shame, which often is the secondary, um, you know, negative emotion and we end up just dwelling and then we play small. And, you know, when you think about that, your vision, let's talk about that. And I know that your vision can often really be, well, it should be uh, really identified and aligned to your core values. Do you think that one of the reasons why, um, people are not really setting a vision is because they're scared. Well, what if I put it out there and I don't achieve it? Or what are some things that you found? The fact that you've done this so often, let's set up a really good space that people can start to think about. What is the vision? And not only that, what is the vision that the Lord has for me in the next, you know, 12 months, three years, five years? What can you share? Well, what
1: I've heard in all the groups that I've worked with and where I've been on stage speaking about this as well and the feedback that I get and my own experience, it really all does come down to belief. It comes down to belief. Because I had the good fortune to train and mentor with Lou Tice out of Seattle for over 10 years, he taught me, the institute that he was with taught critical thinking skills psychological principles. And so I learned from him, and it was deeply ingrained in me about the practices or the techniques of vision setting, goal setting, affirmation writing, and then take action. What I've seen and experienced is a lot of people, and I will speak, um, I'll be a little sex bias here, women in particular, who lack belief in themselves. And I don't care how you were brought up, where you were brought up, like you're in Australia, I'm in Canada. And as you said, we are more alike than different. And so I saw the lack of belief. And so that is where, as you mentioned in my introduction, I made it very transparent, and very open that I am a woman of faith. And without belief, without faith, then you will falter. And I do believe that and I share that and I teach and preach that, so to speak. So you've got to have that belief in yourself first and then in your ability and techniques to create a vision that you can grow into. What I saw very often is that people would create a vision. And they'd look at it and they'd scare themselves to death, as you said, fear. What I know is that doubt brings on hesitation, which brings on failure. So they would look at it and go, oh, my gosh, I don't have the time, money, resources, what have you. And they would back it up to a comfort zone area instead of growing into that which scares you. And that growth and development takes a lot of faith. It takes a lot of belief and it takes surrounding yourself with people who believe in you as well.
0: Yes, it's so true. I have a vision board that I created six years ago and I have to say, I, when I look back to it now, it is slowly starting to uh, come, you know, to fruition. But I tell you what, there's not only been a lot of surrounding myself with, you know, a like-minded people in support, seeking him first. There's been a lot of character shaping in there too, let me tell you. So sometimes, you know, and not sometimes, but, you know, there are circumstances which I have found in my life and I'd love for you to share uh, your experience where I can see the Lord has really used situations of failure of things that didn't work to really come down and get to that place of absolute surrender rather than striving to surrender there is absolute miracle in that space getting to that can take a time it's, and it's different for everyone we all have a different walk of life yeah. there are all things that the lord needs us to surrender in our life that he can says, well now that you've surrendered that to me now i can really use you and and help you step into that dream that I have and that assignment, that you know, anointing. Share your your experience in this Pat, because I know that I'm sure you've got lots of insights that you've learned too along the way.
1: Well, I am getting older by the day and so I've been around for a while, but I will say the first time that I really felt like a failure, not because of the situation was fail, had failed. I felt like a failure. I felt like I had a big F on my forehead was when my marriage fell apart. When I got married, now I grew up in a French Canadian Catholic military home. You married for life. And when I recognized the marriage was falling apart for many reasons, I take responsibility as well. And I walked out the door, I felt like a failure. And I lost faith in me. I was angry with God. I was angry at the world because I was in it for life. And so as Dr. Phil always says, you've got to earn your way out. And I felt like I did. What I did learn was a number of lessons in that particular situation in that I recognize now in hindsight that my role in that marriage, I had a purpose in that marriage, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I recognize it clearly now. My ex-husband had been married before. He had two children. The, The whole separation and divorce was a disaster. There was a lot of ill will, there was a lot of hurt, um, the children were devastated. And so what I was able to bring into that situation was my positive attitude, my happiness, my sense of joy, my faith as well, taking them off to church with me. And so leaving, and so I was able to facilitate a different culture in that marriage, in that family. When I left and I look back, and now I have a very close relationship with my stepchildren, my grandchildren, I look back and recognize the role, the purpose I had that God placed me in there for a reason. What I also recognized as I moved on and licked my wounds and started my life over again with faith, I moved across the country. I had no business, no clients, no money, no contacts. I had faith and I had a dream. So I rebuilt my life at that time at between 55 and 57. And so I learned a lot of lessons, one of which is you've got to watch. I I created a seven step process for the entrepreneurs that I coached. I learned four of the major barriers from Lou Tice, their habits, attitudes, belief, and expectation. Mm -hmm. I added one in particular to that, and that was ego, And you may have heard Wayne Dyer reference this term a lot, ego, meaning edging God out. Yeah. And when I look at my life journey and I look at where I stumbled, where I fell, where I failed, where I was challenged, it was a lot about ego.
0: Yeah. I I get it. You know, I've never shared this with anybody else uh, openly on the podcast, but I think now is a a time that I can do that because um, I've been reminded of it and often when I'm reminded of it, I know the Holy Spirit is saying, well, this is something that I want you to, to be reminded of. And I remember, and it would have been about 10 years ago, I think, Pat, and I remember distinctly making a cup of coffee and I was looking out the window and I was thinking about the things that had um, started to bubble up in my business. And there was just a prayer that I just stopped and I said, and I prayed and I said, Lord, if the direction that I'm heading is not in alignment with you, where you see me going, then stop. Stop. And my goodness, did he stop (laughs) because be mindful about what you pray for. And and I can see that had I gone on, it would have been ego driven. It would have been self driven. And I would have thought to myself, well, isn't this wonderful? Look what I've created. And the Lord has stopped it. But in the time between then and now, there's been so much learning and development that I can say hand on heart, everything that has come about from today has got nothing to do with what I have been able to do or achieve, but everything um, that he yeah, has provided and, and obviously we're we created, you know, to be able to have gifts and talents and so forth. So it's interesting, that whole conversation around ego, isn't it? It can get us into a lot of trouble, especially as Christian entrepreneurs. It really can.
1: And, you know, the second period of transformation for me, I have said openly, loudly, and regularly the whole change and shift and coming back here was divinely guided every step of the way. And Emory, I don't typically say this out loud either, but when I was on the East Coast and I met a woman who became like a soul sister to me, she was my best friend. She's one of the first Persons I met when I moved there and she took me under her wing. She was an entrepreneur. She was divorced. She was a Christian. She loved to travel. She lived alone. Like we became soul sisters. She was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and she passed away two years ago. She said to me on her deathbed, but we had a lot of deep conversations and she said to me, who is going to be around or help you out if and should, and when anything like this happens to you. And that caused me to go into a a three month process that Lou Tice again taught me, a journaling process. It's very unique, it's very powerful, and it's very effective. At the end of the three months of journaling every day and summarizing on one sheet, the next step was to take that sheet of paper, find a space in your home where you feel at comfort, at ease, at peace, review that one page, and then start to create some action steps. When I journaled, I realized that I was not happy there any longer, I was very lonely. I am aging, I'm, I made this common knowledge too. I am stepping into a new decade of life. And so it's important, as she said, who is gonna be around me? And so all of that's going through my journaling. I sat on my beautiful red couch in the sunbeam in my window. I read that piece of paper and Anne Marie, I've heard people say this before, and I was judgmental when I heard them say, God talked to me, or God spoke to me, or I heard God and I'm thinking, "Mm, okay, (laughs) I've never had that experience, but okay, heard a lot. I will say to you, I was reading that piece of paper, and I heard a voice clearly, distinctly out of the blue, you're moving back to Edmonton. And it took my breath away because nothing in three months of journaling or on that summary page, the word Edmonton never came up. The term move back never came up. And it was as clear as a bell that that was the message and that's what I was to do. Every step of that move was divinely guided to the point where that woman, that best friend of mine, she invited me once to a place in Florida of her best friend in Florida. The whole condo complex was called Portofino. And it was a picture of a dolphin in a sailboat in Florida. Makes sense, right? I fly out here to look for a place to live. We went to a few appointments with my other girlfriend here. Nothing, nothing was really speaking to me. And one appointment canceled. My girlfriend said, let's pull into this one complex. I've always wanted to see these places. And it's not on your list, but let's go look anyway. We pulled into the parking lot right on the leasing office wall. It said Portofino. And it had a sailboat. Now, I live in northern Canada where we have like, harsh winters and Rocky mountains. Like there's no sailboats around here. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> there were so many things like that, Anne-Marie that I knew and I surrendered and I came from a place of humility to sell everything again and come back and pay attention mm. to the messages that I'm getting around the divine guidance for this next phase of my life. That's how I'm approaching this next decade.
0: Yeah. And I, I believe that there are a lot of different ways that the Lord communicates with us. It's just that sometimes we're not still, we're too busy overwhelming ourselves and getting distracted, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. We're not,
1: uh, yeah. And we're not so, still. you know, my girlfriend, because. she was very familiar with my business and the work I did. And she knew that three weeks out of the month, I was on the road, speaking here, speaking there, flying here, flying there. She often said to me when we would connect over coffee on the weekend, she'd say, I will remind you one more time. Be still. Mm -hmm. She often said that to me. And I remind myself of that a lot. Now be still and know that I'm God, be still and listen, pay attention. The messages are all there. The support
0: is all there. Everything you need is all there. Yeah, and I think that's even more important. Uh, I mean, it's important all the time, but even more so when you think about what's going on in, around the world today and particularly around mainstream media and other areas we may, we may be getting our information from. Be mindful of the doom and gloom and the negativity mm-hmm. and the conversation when you're not in that still place, when the where you seek information from is not the word of the Lord and in prayer, regularly, daily, you can become distracted and disillusioned mm-hmm. by a lot of the messages that are, you know, that are, are out there in, in the world. And I think it's so important because if we continue to um, – Allow that into our mind. And we we know in the Bible it said renew our mind every morning. I'm sure when you went through, and this is what I was going to say to you, Pat, when you did those various courses and learning and development as Christians, there's so much aspect of that, what Jesus told us to do. You know, there's so many crossovers. How it is to come back to that place that we know is a safe and true place, what the truth is, you know? Is that something that you're finding in your life too as you're getting older? Sometimes with age, we tend to, to be a bit, become a bit more mellow, or maybe it is that surrendering that we come to that place.
1: I believe surrendering plays a big part. I also believe, yes, the, I mean, our life experience plays a big part. I believe that my friend Wanda was an angel put in my life when I needed that, when I moved and I was so alone. And I'm good being alone, but I was alone. (laughs) So she was my angel, she really was. And and I believe her role in my life was part of her purpose. She had such an impact on me. Yeah, I do believe life experience plays a part in that. And quarantine didn't hurt either, you know, (laughs) to be alone and not go anywhere and so on. And so part of my well being was to be in the word every morning and not on TV or in the media. Mm -hmm. I was very, very guarded about what I let through because that was a very lengthy period of time. And I had just moved back here, so I had not really connected back in the community or anything. And so it would be very easy to get sucked into all the negativity and all the disasters. And and I recognize many people have gone through a lot of hardship this year. I mean, my two businesses were decimated. So that wasn't easy either. But again, as I sit and I it's be still, and I recognize that in fact, what I've ended up doing now, my pivot in my business is truly at this age and stage, my purpose. Yes. And so it all comes back to that. It's just pay attention. Have faith, hold the faith, and listen, and surround yourself with the right people.
0: I mean, I'm so happy that you and I have had these conversations. Seriously. I mean, uh, before we went live today, I said to Pat, I've always loved connecting with you. And we have connected more so now that we we both have been in lockdown in our our different countries. (laughs) And yeah. I said we can share the conversations, you know, with the world and those that I know um, may need to hear that. You know, something else that I wanted to bring up, and how often we can uh, disregard it or not see how significant it is. I'm sure that the situations that you have been through, you are now able to support others who are going through that same thing, because you mentioned that one of your closest colleagues, you know, the friends, the angel, she'd been through certain circumstances in her life too. And she was able to sow into your life. And so for those of us who have gone through certain challenges, they may have been um, the areas now that you can really support others who are struggling in that. And so often we just tend not to, you know, we may not really disregard, or we disregard that. Would mm-hmm. you say that that's something that you've seen in, in others as well, but now that you're bringing these life experiences and learnings to the work that you do with clients? Very much so. Very much so. And I've been more and more open about being
1: the faith-based entrepreneur, if you will. And I have found uh, with great interest, as I'm sure you have, that more and more people are responding to that. Whereas there was not uh, openly conversations in the business world about faith. Wanda, my friend, she had a business, 35 employees. Uh, It was a printing company and she started every staff meeting with a prayer. And that's not necessarily common in the corporate world. I, before I left the East Coast, I hosted my last big three-day event in Toronto. I made a decision that I wanted it to be a unique, memorable event. It was my fifth year. I wanted to go out on a high. And I decided that I was going to invite my pastor to be the opening keynote. Mm, wow! That doesn't happen at these typical three-day money-making events. Yes. But I, I decided and I knew in my heart the time was right. I wanted to put this out there. I wanted to attract that kind of audience, if you will, and Mm -hmm. to help people, women entrepreneurs in particular, to understand that faith really needs to be at the core of your business. And it really needs to be one of the core values. So I said to my pastor who was so nervous, he said, I've never spoken like in public like this. And I said, it's just the reverse. I said, when I come to your church, I am a Christian entrepreneur sitting in church, listening to you. You're coming to my event in this hotel and you're speaking to Christian entrepreneurs in my place. And he was so nervous. So I said to him, look, you're the opening keynote on the first night. This is either going to be phenomenal or fatal. (laughs) In which Mm -hmm. case you and I will just go have a beer afterwards and we'll just cry our tears and call it quits. It was so quiet, Anne-Marie. It was so quiet. He spoke about going from fear to faith and the seven steps. And it was, I was watching people, and he was amazing. And when he finished, and I was sitting down, when he finished, the whole room got up on their feet and gave him a standing ovation. He didn't know what to do. And he said, I've never had a standing ovation.
0: (laughs) I would not know how to do anything around all areas of my life without faith. I mean, I we lost a child, our second child. I would not have been able to cope from that, you know, and the, the grieving um, were it not for my faith. And the conversations that I've had, I mean, I'm so blessed to have incredible conversations with other Christian entrepreneurs and just, you know, my colleagues who are very much they love the Lord. The stories that it, it would give you good. Bumps the stories that when people surrender, this is humility and really allowing the Lord to step in. E- you know, e- economics have t- turned around uh, and you would not really think about the Lord being able to do that, but he's got amazing ideas. A lot of the work that I do with clients, in fact, m- most of the work that I do with clients, it doesn't come from me. In fact, one client, as I hit, my head hit the pillow, I had the, the the her whole tagline. Thanks Lord, that is awesome. <laughs> it's like, got nothing Lord, what have you got? And all of these ideas start. Yeah. I, so i me. I just cannot, you know, do that without, yeah, without his
1: help. I am totally with you. Ever since that event, it's like, all right, get out of my way. And as again, you said in the intro, this is who I am. This is what I am about. And so, if and when this is in alignment with you or you or you or you, then let's go. Let's talk. Yeah. Because yeah. you know where I'm coming from.
0: Yeah. Absolutely, and you know what I really love about that is um, what you're saying. I mean, some of the circles that I have travelled in, they actually have ministers who are also pastors, who are also have been entrepreneurs and business owners, and they're bringing the word into you know into the business forum. And to me, it, it's it's a difference of going to a business event and yeah, and going to a business event where things are just it's alive. That's yes. all I can just say. There's nothing. So, you know, the business events that I will actually schedule and go to are the ones where there are faith-based entrepreneurs because they get it. Because, you know, it's like um, you you read some of the stories in the Bible where, and I can't think of the name because it's just so exciting here, but... Where people will sow and the the rest of the environment, it's it's not conducive. And they go, "What are you like Noah's Ark? You know, what are you building an ark for?" And then all of a sudden, the Lord supernaturally, you know, does His thing, and people stand back and go, "Wow!" And that's the kind of thing that I think is so exciting in business. Don't be limited by our own nation Step back, surrender, get right with the Lord, seek Him first, and see what how He shows up. Amen, sister. You know. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. My life verse
1: is, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, the plans to prosper. And I hold that. I hold that every day. And it's like, yes, together, together
0: we could do this. Yeah, absolutely. And then from business perspective, um, you know, when when you you come into that area where um, the Lord has been able to bless you in that way, you can go out and bless others. You know, we really can. So I think a time is now where so many people are struggling. You know, get close to the Lord. Where does he Where does he want you to be? You know, align with the assignment and the anointing. And that's you know, I often see in other areas. I mean, we could continue and do a whole. You know, whole. Actually, I will be doing that one. I'm doing a summit, um, and I'm. I'm going to talk to you about that down the track too so I've got lots of ideas um where you know we get distracted and but then we often will look at what other people are doing and mm-hmm. so we start to emulate them and it's kind of like well no you're the lord has positioned you in this area mm-hmm. and he's given you these gifts and so when we're not in alignment in the assignment heaven cannot back you because it's not your assignment so right. comparison yeah. is another one of those things I think that oh. can keep us stuck look, this is what I look at every day
1: yeah yes stop comparing yes i have my gifts you have your gifts right stay in your lane stay in your lane
0: and use your gifts absolutely pat how can people find out uh, more how can they connect with you tell them uh the best ways to do that well i'm
1: all over social media so and thank goodness because i shared with you what happened my website was hacked my email was hacked oh my goodness I'm all over social media, so I'm easily found there, primarily for um certain phases of the business on Facebook and in LinkedIn for business for sure. And I'm a Twitter fan. I love Twitter. Yeah. So you can find me there too, and my website, hiredpat.com. You're looking for someone? Yeah.
0: Hire hire me. Yeah. Thank yeah, you for that. Terrific. Uh, Look, you know, with the technology issues and things like that, you know, um, I I think I might have mentioned this on on this particular show, and I've mentioned it in other places. You know, when things happen, and. You know, the story that I share, my worst business failure ever, is actually now the best thing that ever happened to me because it was the wake up call. But whenever you face something, and especially as entrepreneurs who love the Lord, you know, he who lives inside us is stronger than he who lives in the world. And, you know, you've got a decision. This will either make you or break you. And the breaking you is not an option. So let's move forward. You know, what do we We do? We have work to do.
1: I have plans for you, right? And so yeah. we have work to do. I have, so many people ask me so often, you know, when are you gonna retire? When are you gonna retire? And they said, I have work to do. I'm not finished. My role, my purpose for being here is not over. And as I step into, I almost choke a few times when I turn 70 in about two weeks. That next decade, I already tentatively have mapped in my mind with respect yes. to how can I inspire, where can I be a role model? Where can I be of support and assistance? Where can I show compassion because of my life experience? Where can I help with community? All of, I have so much more to do.
0: Yes. And I'm excited. Oh, we, no matter what age we're at, we, you know, we can contribute. But for the life lessons and and yes. I think you know wisdom um, that we are able to impart for younger generations and real, true, you know, godly wisdom that we yes. have learned throughout lives um, can only come through experiences. So yes. you know, thank you know, thank the Lord that there's opportunities such as as this, that we can capture your voice, your story. You know, one of the things I shared this the other day with one of my colleagues, I said, you know, when we get to heaven and we stand, you know, know, uh, in front of the throne and the thing that would really just, you know, for me is if the Lord says to me, I had more that I really needed you to do, but come in anyway, because we can guarantee that. It's like I had more that I wanted you to do. I mean, to me it was like, well, send me back and I'll finish that off. Yeah. We had that all now of course you know it is where do we need to go where do we need to so what gaps do we need to stand in and pray for you that we can do then how can we inspire others and together we're stronger and that's why I love the work that you are doing with this because
1: together all the guests that you invite and the platform that you so generously share and the ripple effect that you create around the
0: world Anne-Marie what a gift what a gift. Yeah. Well, it's my blessing and my honor to be able to do this for others. Do This is my mountain. I said to her, I'll build a mountain or help me build the mountain and I'll invite others and together we will be able to um, yeah, empower others. So, yeah. well, we'll continue this um, conversation. But for now, uh, please <laughs> reach out to Pat. One more time, Pat, what's your web address? HirePat.com fantastic thanks so much again pat for um coming thank on you. the show Once you are, you are my blessing in my life so thank oh, you oh, i know i've got another show but one of the things that i do do at the end of each show is just finish with a word of prayer so may i do that for you today pat oh, please. all right Father God, thank you for the opportunity that we could come together today and hear Pat share her testimony and her story. Father, there are so many people that I know are struggling around the world. They've been in challenging situations. They're struggling. There's still uncertainty. But as Pat said and reminded us of, there is no such thing as uncertainty in you, Lord. And yes, sometimes it really is stepping out in faith. But we pray that um, you will cover those people that today that are struggling and remind them that whilst they don't know what the future holds, you hold their future and that is enough. That is all we need to know. Father, I just pray for your continued blessing um, on Pat and what she does, the message that she shares. Let it continue to get out there in the world and just really change the lives of the people who at the moment are sitting there with doubt, knowing what is that next for me? Am I too old? Am I too whatever? We fill in the gap. We know with you alongside and um, um, the assignments that you have, it is never to anything, Lord, because with you alongside us and supporting us, um, yeah, you know, the the yeah, just just wanna to continue to pray that for Pat and for those who are listening today. And of course we ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank so you. Much. Uh, Pat for coming on the show. Always uh, loved the conversations. We've got um, Charlie Fowles. So enjoyed listening to this conversation. Well, Charlie, we um, we have certainly enjoyed sharing that too and hope it blesses uh, many others as well. So once again, thanks, Pat.
1: Thank you. Have a good day. Bye.
0: This podcast is brought to you by the theinfluencealliance.com.